Welcome to the Disney Hour Express podcast. I'm Abby. And I'm Rob. We are two hopelessly romantic Disney enthusiasts. Sharing fun stories, secret tips, and family travel experiences. If you are a Disney newbie, or maybe a season pass holder, we hope you find this information helpful. We turned our love of Disney into a unique boutique travel agency that books Disney and Universal vacations. We've got a lot of stories, so cozy on up, choose your favorite drink, whether that be a cocktail or a hot chocolate, and enjoy the Disney Hour Express. Hey, babe. Hi. Hi. What do you think are the three most underrated attractions at Disney? And before you even answer, I am totally positive I know what your first answer is going to be. You know, I think you do know me pretty well. But I'm going to say, I think this is going to throw you because Uh this one is... Mickey's Phil Her Magic. <laughs> totally exactly <laughs> what I thought you were gonna say. I just remember your like dire necessity to get to Mickey's filler magic and how you were just like nope that's what we're doing we are doing it this is what we are doing everyone was trying so hard on our last trip to not make to make sure they were like oh yeah there's nothing else to do let's go here it's like no there's Mickey's filler magic (laughs) oh well I know but we could no we're going to Mickey's filler magic (laughs) I I love this attraction now I, I have a that we were first talking about rides and obviously this isn't a ride this is it's an attraction it's a show it's a it's a you know you sit in a theater it's a 3d i'm gonna call it event mm-hmm. i also like to think of it as an oasis because <laughs> it's you know you're sitting there it's in magic kingdom it's the you know the the chaos of magic kingdom is that there's so many things to do you know there's the most it's most queued attractions in any of the parks in Magic Kingdom. So it's the busiest. There's the most kids there, princesses. It's It could be, it's somewhat chaotic. And I feel like they bring you into this theater. And, you, you know, as you're getting, you know, they're, they're packing you in. And the, besides, you know, the cast members are telling you, everybody take up all available space in the waiting room. And it gets a little, you know, crazy there. But once you get into the theater, it's just like, you know, you sit down and everybody has a seat and you put on your 3D glasses. And I'd like to note that the last uh, trip where we went, which is actually Abby's first time seeing Mickey's mm-hmm. Fill Our Magic, her uh, 3D glass, you know, our daughter's 3D glasses broke and she yes. switched her with them. So did. she didn't get the full experience as she was. Uh, and I have to interject, it wasn't my first time, but it was like a first time in a very long time that I had seen it. So yes, I I sacrificed my seeing for my daughter's well-being, but it was still great. I mean, I still remember the legs coming out of the wall, which is just so funny. Yeah, no, that's the that's the great like button at the end of the ride or end of the movie. Yes. And it's just, it does, I think it does such a good job of, it, it has good, th- the 3D is good and it mixes you know, the storyline is that what's Donald has, the, he's trying to get the, you know, the wizard's hat back. Um, 
from you know he gets it from Mickey and it like ends up going through time or he's like portals and he's just going around to other Disney films and it's him going in and he's like the Little Mermaid and I think they just do such a good job of mixing in the storyline so you still see stuff and you're still nostalgic and you know the again the 3D is good the effects are good and yeah that button at the end really just does it and it's just it's a good idea to go there and you get out of the sun for a little bit and it's dark and it's cool and everyone's quiet. And I think it's a great time. So I, I think it's an underrated ride. It usually has like a very low wait time and it, you know, it plays every, I think it's every half hour. And, uh, you know, it's my, my, it's, it's one of my number ones on any list, but definitely underrated. I think it's Mickey's PhilharMagic. That's great. That's that's totally exactly what I thought you were going to say. And I always find that Mickey's Filler Magic or any of those shows that are shows that you're sitting down mm-hmm. in a stationary seat are such a welcome relaxation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's cool. It's yeah. nice. You know, you have a little time to kind of just sit. Yep. <laughs> it's really lovely. No, exactly. exactly. Do you happen to know what my first... <laughs> One would be. You know, I was trying to think about this beforehand. I was like, what's Abby going to say? And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. No, I mean, I did mention it last week a little bit. And I only fangirl out like every other week about this. So I think it would be living with the land. It is an underrated attraction. I think the beginning of the ride is a bit snoozy, but once it opens up to the greenhouse and the actual really amazing product that they grow. So if you don't know, living the land, it's inside of Epcot's land pavilion and it's a boat ride and it's very calm boat ride you can take your baby on it and no bumps or anything will happen on it and you're going to see some innovative and progressive growing techniques and that give away that like really give away to some high yield crops that are actually used throughout the disney parks so in this boat you're going to enter a live working greenhouse and you're going to find fruits and veggies and i'm sure you've seen all the youtube videos of this one lady jumps off a boat and grabs like a cucumber or something and gets back on Not worth it. i'm telling you people asked if it was me <laughs> <laughs> you know. i mean i wouldn't do it but i've thought about so it what and what just in case you don't know it's that abby is a uh an avid gardener she has the thumbs i you know i'm working on the thumbs i have to well, say well, yes i'm working. working i mean we only moved our garden once last year so that was... <laughs> i said there's not enough sun here when we had to transplant everything <laughs> now a wonderful gardener would know in the first place that there wouldn't be enough sun in this We're trying location things out. trying things out but back to living with the land i mean they have the hydroponic and aquaponic gardening techniques and i have a bunch of books on both and i'm just super interested in it if you ever get the chance they do have a a special feature uh i believe it's called behind the seeds and you get to go into the greenhouse and really learn how they do things and i can't wait to do it 
it's gonna be so fun we, so we might have to do it but that'd be like a me and you trip i don't know if we could get the kids to uh become for the behind the scenes yes. i don't know our yeah, oldest I, I daughter would... wanted to take a gardening elective in the That's in the spring she so. wants to be like her mom yeah but yeah i don't know if we could get them to, to go through that and but yes, I think that's definitely something that you should check out. It is a cool ride. Uh, I, you know, I enjoy it. I'm not, I'm not really a big gardener, but uh, it is, it is something that uh, I do enjoy when we go on it. Yes, and I it's mean, mostly just seeing you smile during it <laughs> as well. So, but it feeds into my secret life of preparing for an apocalypse. So, <laughs> it is true. <laughs> there we go. What's your second? one so your second my, ride my second ride was something that we we you know on our last episode we had our big animal kingdom uh deep dive and like we kind of like talked about it a little bit but i didn't really bring it up and i always like like since the first time i've been on it is dinosaur in oh, animal kingdom okay and you know i just think it's kind of now look it's old it needs it needs some updating you go in again it has the disney you know they have the video screen come on it's old it's you know it's like from the 80s it's felicia rashad you know who's yikes a little problematic at uh at best at the moment so it needs some updating but it has the storyline supposed to be that you're you know you're going back in time in this car and the the scientist wants you to get a sample or he wants you to get like a dinosaur a certain baby dinosaur back uh back to the back to the present so you go back there and it's it goes in and and then you know you're getting jostled around in like this vehicle as you go back in time and it has these animatronic dinosaurs that they you know it's not Jurassic Park and it's not all these things, but there it's still cool. I think it's a very cool ride because you're, you're whooping around and it's kind of, it's exciting. It's an adventure. And I, I think it's just really, I think it's underrated. And it, you know, part of it is, is because of the fact that Disney has this, you know, they could do dinosaurs, but they don't have Jurassic Park property. So it's sure. always going to be a little bit behind, but again, I think that section is really due for an update and if they do everybody loves dinosaurs kids love oh, dinosaurs yeah. it could be a really cool thing and uh you know i'm hoping that they update it soon you can see the uh artistic rendering of what could be there on our instagram mm, i love that good plug what is your number two so my second underrated ride and you're gonna laugh at this one is Carousel of Progress. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is over at Magic Kingdom's Tomorrowland. And you'll know it by the song. It's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Oh. Shining at the end oh, wow. of every day. <laughs> no. I mean, come on. Don't you just walk around singing that to yourself sometimes? Um, <laughs> maybe. I think so. I think so. I mean, I do, you know. Mm. It's just a simple um, 
theater production with rotating scenes and audio animatronics. It brings us on a journey through American life spanning four generations of progress and technology. So I believe like one of the scenes is um, going to the moon and them watching from a television. And I feel like that's so iconic. They're watching from their black and white television. It's the family of four. The mm-hmm. two are sitting on the floor Um watching this unfold and it's just a beautiful beautiful thing Um, it highlights the advancement to electricity and homes from gas lamps and more it's a classic to me it's a total classic okay so i was all over it when they changed the dog's handkerchief around his neck (laughs) see there you go (laughs) who knew a handkerchief would cause so much excitement i mean come on now Hey, what's your third one? I like that we've been going and we have like our picks are like a little nostalgic or they're for things that have been around for a while. My number three is going to be a little bit um, controversial in the if it falls in the underrated category. Okay. But my number three, and this is also topical, is that it's Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Uninterested. So I, for some reason, right? So Mm. I think, especially now, so we're going to bring this up in a little bit. You know, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway originally opened in Hollywood Studios in Disney World. It just opened at Disneyland. We'll get into that in a minute. Today. 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 uh, As the day we're recording, which is January 27th. Yes. Yeah. So people have been writing it. But it opened first in Hollywood Studios. And I just feel like there was almost no, like, fan Like, there's fanfare for the diehards, like us Disney people that knew about it. But I feel like for the average person, like, they don't really know that it's there because it gets overshadowed by, you know, the Galaxy's Edge. Mm. And then even Toy Story, Slink. Like, if you ask people what are the top two rides at the Hollywood Studios, they're going to say probably rise of the resistance and slinky dog dash they're not gonna meant they kind of it kind of gets forgotten i don't know i think that you're having kind of a flashback maybe in your core memory that it was the great movie ride which was kind of like and that now it's replaced i think still seeing the same front of the building and kind of the similar weight line i really think you're getting mixed up there because it's a phenomenal ride but that's why i'm saying that it's it, i think it's underrated because it doesn't get the fan i uh, it's unless you're in the disney kind of you're you're a disney file okay. i think that it's it for the general person the general public it's underrated um, they don't again they're trying to go to these other lands and they're not really stopping to see this one because they don't really know what it is um, and, and it's a great ride and that's like we went on it we went on it you know with yeah, our kids we did. and they had a great time oh my and, goodness they talked about it forever yeah. especially when daisy came out and minnie and daisy were doing the dance yeah. in the and dance theater you see yourselves in the mirror yeah oh, exactly yeah. they loved it was that so part fun doing the cha-cha-cha yeah and it was really cool and even our you know, our youngest, who's not big on, you know, a lot of crazy movement rides, even though she'll spin in a teacup for, <laughs> you know, forever. I think I'm still sick yeah. from that. 
um yeah she even liked this ride because just the, the smooth motion of it and right. that it was friendly it's family friendly so and- what i was going to bring up later is that these rides are trackless rides now mm-hmm. and it just mm-hmm. makes for a different experience you're not just yeah. going forward or backward mm-hmm. you're going side to side and i just find that so interesting how it's you know, I'm I'm not entirely sure of how it all works. I know it's computerized and magnetized yeah, and all sorts of things, um, but it makes for such a different experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Think, so it's like Rise of the Resistance, yes. R- Remy's Ratatouille, yes. and this one, right? I think those yes. are the three. Well, it, in Disneyland, they are opened up... Um, the adventures of Winnie the Pooh oh. as a trackless ride as well. And oh, okay. I believe that was actually the first original ride that was trackless, I think. Okay. Um, but uh, that's where it all started. And, and it's just moving forward from there. I can't, I mean, what a, what an interesting concept and where's the world going? My goodness. <laughs> Amazing. It's going on a runaway railway. That's where it's going. <laughs> But back to my third. <laughs> I mean, this one's a real <laughs> throwback. <laughs> um, the Grand Fiesta Tour. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. So backstory. I really had a hard time picking this one because I just laugh at it mm. every time. It's just a laughable ride. Now. I have to tell you that it's one of those rides that I could never actually manage to get on. It was like, oh, we'll do it later. We'll do it later. Yeah. And then we'd go to do it and the fireworks would be going off and they'd be like, oh, no, the road is the ride is closed now. Like yeah. it's done. And I'm yeah. like, ah! and it was like every trip I could not get on. Yeah, I remember one time we were like, we're doing it like we we had a night where we had the kids. No, it was on our honeymoon, I think. Yeah. When we fight. But that's what But I'm saying the time before that. Oh. Oh, yeah. We had a night out where we found we had a babysitter for the kids. That's right. And so we went there with our friends. Yeah. And like we were like, we're definitely doing it. Like it's it's quick. It's usually not a long wait. Right. And we still dinner dinner ran over and like it just didn't happen. (laughs) Yeah. It's so crazy. Like every single time. I'm telling you, I had times before that that it just didn't happen either. So we finally go hmm. and I'm just like anticipating this most amazing thing. And I just (laughs) it was like (laughs) silence for like five minutes of like watching you know it's a donald duck feature from 1944 and uh it it's old-timey humor but it it's cool i liked it it was calming it was you know and then we ended up taking the girls on it the next time and they were like can we do it again yeah we did sure we We did it twice twice right in a row row, because there was nobody in line and so there's something to say about it i mean it's very cool and it the location Mm. i mean i keep thinking about what they could possibly put in there would be so epic because Mm. the location of the mexican pavilion like the inside of it is really amazing the restaurant feature in there mm. is beautiful because yeah. it's dark it's supposed to take uh, the scenery of a nighttime marketplace in mexico mm. so you're walking in and you have such bold beautiful colors i mean they've got colorful clothing colorful candles and just different jewelry and trinkets right there and they're set up like they're in little kiosk market yeah. carts and it features a lot of things from the movie coco so it's it's a gorgeous scene. I mean, I just mm-hmm. hang out in there all evening because that scene really speaks to me. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, the ride, it definitely underrated, but I'd say it's one of the rides that have lasted through all these Disney World revamps. So mm-hmm. it really says something. Like we're it's a throwback. It's wonderful. Um go on it a few times, laugh, enjoy the scenery. Yeah, it really shows you that, you know, the nostalgia of Disney really holds up. Um I mean, that's why there's so many different things there, you know, Figment and all that, you know, it's really the nostalgia of it. And so having a ride like that, I think it just kind of fits. They could update it. They could update a lot of things. I mean, yeah. is, you know, it's a small world still around, but it's there. <laughs> you know, people just die for it's a small world, though. Well, I'm glad neither one of us brought that on the, uh, the, the list. No. And I'll just bring up a quick um, honorable mention that I wanted to say for underrated rides. You know what? It's quick. It's simple. It's all in the name. It's the people mover. It's moving people. That's it. That's it. It does it. That, and that's all really the description deserves. That's it. It moves people. It moves people. And, and that's a brilliant thing. Hey, so there was a couple uh, news uh, releases about Tron today. And we're on top of that. It's coming out April 4th in Walt Disney World. What did you read on that? Yeah. So that was that was uh, one of the big news, Disney news breaks. Um so there's a couple things, and I kind of did mention this when I was talking about uh, Genie Plus, is that they are, uh, Tron is going to be a virtual queue. Um, I mean, which you kind of knew. So virtual queues are released at two different times. There's uh, 7 a.m., which is for resort guests only. So basically, you know, you're not going to get on the ride if you're not a resort guest. If you're living, uh, at least in the first half of the day. Um, if you are a resort guest at 7am, go on your, my Disney experience app, you can try at that time to get in queue. You have to like, you know, hit a, come to a page and hit a button, join queue. You have to have your party all set and you get them to join and you can get in and it gives you a, um, like a boarding pass. It gives you a group number. It gives you about an estimate of when. You know, once the park opens, when your ride, your when they estimate that your boarding group is going to make it, there is another time. That, so that at one o'clock, they do another like boarding venture where you have to get in, try your uh, try to again log in on the app, try to get into a boarding group. I had we went through a similar thing for Rise of the Resistance. It was me and a bunch of dads in an alleyway. It was because it we was couldn't. Cool there see. was no signal. There was no cell signal where we were waiting to get into uh, the uh, Mama, restaurant. Yeah, Italia or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. That was so good. So we're all out there and we're all trying. Like, are you doing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hit the button and then like we all scream, yeah. I got it. I got it. I'm on the way. Three dads in an alleyway, just like cheering each other on. It was really cool to see. But um, yeah. So that's that's one of the things. So you can get on there. You get on a list, and usually, like you know, it'll tell you at the one o'clock. It'll say like your boarding group will you know board around five o'clock, and then it ended up that we boarded around like you know three o'clock. It just it moves up throughout the course of the day and as people are going on, as long as the ride doesn't break down. But so that'll be in a virtual queue. The, um, the second part is that it'll also be in a, a individual lightning lane. So it'll be one of those. It, it won't be included in the genie plus, but it will be on a light individual lightning lane. It'll cost an additional fee for each rider. 
So again, that'll be something that you can do at seven o'clock to try to book it. So you could do virtual queue or you could do, you could, you could book your actual time and just pay for it in advance. Um, and that usually that generates, that's somewhere between 14 to I think it's $20 somewhere in there, depending on how busy it is. It'll probably be $20 as rise of the resistance is doing that now. So that's, that's the other option. Individual lightning log in at seven, try to get in there. It's going to fill up fast. And, and that's probably what it's going to be like. I expect that I didn't see this anywhere online, but I expect that seven doors mine trade is probably just going to, which is now one of the individual lightning lanes is going to get bumped down to the genie plus uh, kind of tier where you could just nice. get it through genie plus. So nice. we'll see. So there's that there's um, they're going to, they have these like really cool looking digital lockers um yeah they do that are you know they're all lit up in the in the tron thing so you're gonna be able to like use your magic band to like open up a locker put all your stuff inside because the ride does go upside down and uh you know you could put your glasses and cell phones and whatever in there and and don't not do it guys just put it all in there because i've had we've had friends and family Mm -hmm. who work at the parks and they just tell us like every night it's just cell phone sunglass city like they just yeah tons and tons and if you do happen to lose your sunglasses or cell phone on the ride mm-hmm. you're not going to get them until the way end of the day at guest relations and it could take up until the next morning if that if that, <laughs> if that. and yeah. and that's it. you're just you're yeah. out of luck don't so risk I, it i wonder don't what risk the, it. i know there's certain rides especially i haven't seen it i don't think it was like in disney but in universal like the on the yeah. in the hulk they or the you... Velocicoaster. Yeah. They had a really, yeah. those new lockers yeah. where you're going through the in queue, you put your stuff in on one side, mm-hmm. and then you go in the out queue and it's a whole other side and you're pulling your bag out they're, from the other side they're, on they're the They're checking out. you through a metal detector too yes, to see if you have anything. Because a lot of people are like, I'm not, giving up my, I'm not waiting in line and giving up my phone. And, yeah. You know, it's a little bit of a, do it. it's worth it. I've tried to sneak it on in my fanny pack and stuff, but you just can't. And don't. Don't yeah. worry about it. You're fine. You can live without your cell phone for just a wee bit. I promise. <laughs> the last thing is they're going to have a cool photo pass, uh, the photo pass and video available of you on the uh, on the ride when you're riding the bikes, when you're going to be in the grid, you're going to be on the blue team. That's and, really cool. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be pretty cool. Again, Tron opening in april go check it out if you're uh, looking to book your trip in april mm-hmm. please come to familytravelplanner.com come talk to one of our uh awesome specialists we have so many awesome specialists i actually got the opportunity to have dinner last night with one of our specialists who i haven't been able to see in a very long time and we had the most lovely conversation over very yummy italian food that we had here locally and the conversation was based on how we kind of believe that disney people find other disney people romantically so she she we were just on that conversation of like how'd you meet your husband oh how'd you meet your husband and um then it just came about like oh yeah it was like when he like let on about his love of movies and disney and then i was just like oh i'm done <laughs> let's uh walk just, down, just, you know like let's walk down this aisle yeah, now just, I'm, yeah. I'm ready because it's just 
I feel like if you feel the magic and you're in the magic and you've met somebody that also knows how to feel the magic and is in the magic, it's like a different kind of connection. So yeah, that was a family travel planner specialist, Sarah, and we had a lovely time. Hey, Sarah. She's been with us the longest through this journey and we appreciate her so much. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So one of the other really cool new things that just arrived on the Walt Disney World scene is the most gorgeous and beautiful Tafiti. She recently came to Epcot in preparation for the late 2023 opening of Journey of Water. This is an attraction that's inspired by Moana. And you can see Tafiti, I believe, from the monorail and maybe from other parts. But the area is actually not open yet. But the pictures of her, she she looks stunning. They did a really fabulous job. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a really cool attraction. Oh, yeah. And, and it's right up my alley of loving all the nerdy things about growing plants and conservation. Bye. This is a self-guided interactive walking attraction dedicated to understanding and preserving the beauty and balance of the natural world. Let me just go ahead and put on my flip-flops and my hippie dress and let out my very long hair. (laughs) And I will fully enjoy all of this. So Tafiti will be seen throughout the attraction, protecting the water as it travels through the natural water cycles. A huge part of the experience will be the impactful lesson um, that humans have both positively and negatively on our water resources and natural world. Now, this is one of my favorites about Disney is they are bringing it back always in every single attraction to the where we came from, where we're going, how we are so important to develop and nurture what we already have in our environment. And so I really appreciate that ongoing education. And I appreciate all that. I do. But I just want to see the really cool water being spurted (laughs) all around everywhere. Show me the water. I want to see what they're going to do. I appreciate the message and... I'm sure I'll have a moment. I'll get, you know, I'll I'll get uh, the hairs in the back of my neck will stand up or something, but I want to see the cool water. Well, you're learning a lesson without really feeling like you're being schooled. And that's really cool. All right. Leave the learning at home. No, you're always learning. Well, speaking of learning, do you have any other Genie Plus tips for us today? So I have a Genie Plus tip, which is kind of like, again, we go back to episode two. I was, I had my fever. I was uh, spurring some nonsensical knowledge on everywhere. I wanted to just clear up one thing. So my Genie Plus tip at the time is what I was saying was that you should book your first Genie Plus trip. And I, I said it a little strange, but what I'm saying you should do now, you should book it an hour and a half after a park opens. I think I said at the time it was like nine o'clock, book it at 10. But every, the, you know, depending upon uh, park hours and such, the, everything rides different, everything opens at different times. So you want to give it about an hour and a half after the park, after rope drop, basically, because that'll give you time to get in there, get on your first ride, and then you can make your, you know, you could, we'll wait in queue because it won't be that long. 
then come out and you'll have your first Genie Plus ride. And then you could kind of start your day. You hit that ride, then you can book another one. That's how it kind of works. It works out. Um, you, you could also do an individual lightning lane. Uh, Genie Plus and individual lightning lanes don't cancel out each other. So you could book two within the same window. They don't, uh, it won't stop you. So you could do that as well. Um, so it just, you know, it's just something to think about. But my recommendation is you don't want to book if you're going to Magic Kingdom and it opens at nine, don't book a Genie Plus at nine because it's just, it's really not worth it. You could get on something else and then go to a Genie Plus ride afterwards. Hmm. So that's my Genie Plus tip of the week for um, correction from week two. Excellent. Thank yeah. you so much. A couple more. I wanted to bring up Splash Mountain again. Yeah. I know that we just keep talking about this dang ride closing. Well, and I feel like there shouldn't be much more to say, but there certainly is. Everyone keeps talking about Everyone it. Everyone keeps talking about it. So it's finally closed at Disney World. And it was just, yeah, like we just said, it was just so talked about. And there were lines that lasted until 3 a.m. On the closing day, uh, everybody wanted to be on the last ride, which actual cast members who facilitated the ride was the last ride. So don't be fooled by any of those amazing TikTokers out there that are like, we got the last ride. Well, it was it was some cast members that did. Um, now, yeah, makes sense. Folks are trying to sell Splash Mountain water. <laughs> on various sites. And, most, and I checked it out on eBay and I could not believe i could not like i'm just dying over here believe what i saw it was like gross old dasani bottles and like even one was just like a plastic sandwich bag like zipped up and the with like little water in it you don't know where this water is really from but they're like saying it's from there and um they were selling from between ten dollars and fifty cents and twelve fifty and that's not twelve dollars and fifty cents that's one thousand two hundred fifty dollars insane for water like highly treated chemical chlorinated water which is now mixed with like somebody's backwash because it's in a dasani bottle that they obviously drank from and is now contaminated with them so it totally brings me back to that simpsons episode where um one of the kids swallows water off the duff beer ride and then just like hallucinates (laughs) and i think about that every time if i ever accidentally get water in like my eye or my mouth from splash mountain or any water ride really i'm like oh no where are the hallucinations well you know after after i get off the simpson ride at universal i also feel like i'm hallucinating (laughs) oh yeah that's an under total construction right now i'm not really sure what they're going to do with that but so um there were bids on one of these and i just had to i was looking into it more for 91 dollars, and that was for water with rocks supposedly from the ride (laughs) it had 76 watchers and 13 actual bids for 91 dollars it's crazy. It's, I mean, I hope it's not one of the eBay scams that are going on, but you know, I mean, it's insane either way. It that... sounds like it, but it's just nuts. It's nuts. I it it's just like, I mean, there are Disney adults, and most yeah. of us are really cool, and then there are like 
Disney adults. The ones that waited like, <laughs> you know, six hours in line for a figment popcorn bucket. Right? Yeah. And then like resold them, which was really uh, mama. Anyways, yeah. in other news. So Bipti Bafti Boutique has a new Encanto package. Ooh. So cool. I feel like it's... Finally, we're getting away just from these uh, from princesses, which I love and I adore. And that's so great. But I think we're going to get into something that's more natural and beautiful. And I love that idea. But I also wanted to bring up that, uh, you know, we've just not had luck during our times getting Bippity Boppity Boutique times and that happens on occasion because there's the two locations there's one in magic kingdom and then there's one in disney springs and everybody wants to get their hair and everything done at 8 a.m because they want to wear their style for the rest of the day Mm -hmm. we don't necessarily want to stop at 1 p.m after lunch when we're tired to get our hair and our glitter on we want to have already had it after we've seen all the parades you know it's a good time for daddy to take a Take a nap somewhere. <laughs> well, I just wanted to bring up that there is a wonderful Facebook group. And this was started when a lot of Disney employees were furloughed. And the group is called Ear for Each Other. So this has a lot of cast members and they do offer side gig jobs where they will come to your resort room. Mm-hmm. They will come to your resort room and do all the beautiful glitter and the hairstyle and dress you up magnificently. And it's a part of their service. So these are furloughed cast members offering services. And excuse me, <laughs> I have all sorts of coughs today. <laughs> and um, and now they've a lot of them have turned it into their business and go good for them. I mean, I I just. I think it's so creative and beautiful and they still love Disney, Disney, excuse me. And it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, no, that check is it cool. out. That See is if cool. it works for you. Oh, cast members rock. Cast members do rock. So let's talk about the other theme park. We brought it up a little bit. Universal. Mm-hmm. Yep. So some, over some stuff over there, over at Universal, Hagrid's motorbike is going to be down for a little while. And this really needs to be talked about. I think sometimes they like sneakily put things down always in January and February because the, you know, it's just less uh, crowds during this time. But if you were counting on it to be open, I mean, it's going to be closed for about a week here or more than a week, actually. Like like a little over two. Mm -hmm. 221 to about three five and sometimes they can extend it because it is work on the attraction so it's dependent on and i I think that that was from uh uh, from hurricane uh ian you're right yeah i think that's what it came it came down from and that and that's like a big deal because that's i would say either in universal that's either like number one number two attraction i know imagine if you go and you had no idea yeah so definitely if you're a travel specialist or you're going during that time just be aware that 
Mm. It is unfortunate. Now, right before we went last year to Universal, we were reading all these reviews about how the Hogwarts Express was down and it had kept going down because there was just this crucial piece to yeah. the Hogwarts Express that they couldn't get. There was, it was like a one of the steel cables actually pulled Pulls the train. It. Mm -hmm. it was like they it, it snapped and they couldn't find it anywhere. Just yeah. there was all types, you know. Everywhere was experiencing uh, supply, yeah, supply uh, issues. So, so and and it was a huge part of our journey to have that park to park pass. And we're like, mm. why are we going to have this if the mm -hmm. Hogwarts Express is down? We'll just do one park one day, yeah. like we do at Disney, and another park another day. Like, and like, I'm not, and I'm so, not walking out and walking around and uh -huh, walking into no. another bar come on don't expect me to walk no i thanks. want to ride. i want that magical yes. railway experience <laughs> thank you um so yeah. we were a little on edge mm. it did open open up um by the time we got there yeah. but it was closed for a good month or more and mm. it was really I was scared about that. So, I mean, that's a little tip. Always look for refurbishment projects, even at the resort you're staying at, because often pools need to be refurbished during this time. And sometimes that runs over. Um, the Grand Floridian had a huge refurbishment project. So we had we had a lot of clients that were um, pushed elsewhere when it ran over. So it's just something to know. And they always try to let you know ahead of time. So keep an eye out. Unless you're, uh, you know, in this, this star cruiser and then they just kind of tell you, eh, you know, we were going to cancel your uh, reservations. Isn't that crazy? It is. It I don't is. know what to say about that. Mm -hmm. I really want to go on the Star Cruiser, but now I'm mm -hmm. nervous. Mm -hmm. So the news on that was last week. They are even maybe two weeks ago. They started canceling people's star cruisers and then you know offering them 50 percent off to rebook at another time mm. now people base their vacations their yeah. time off you know we all work mm. right and we get this allotted amount of time off mm. and you have to then revamp everything you've mm. already got your tickets on the yeah. airline and there are fees to cancel and exchange this was not cool now i understand that some contracts on their star cruiser were up mm. and um People so a lot like, of the actors yeah. did not resign so they had to revamp how they um had these star cruisers like give about the two nights off and then have the two nights on and two nights off. So I understand, but I don't yeah. understand. I feel like we need to, there's a lot to dig into the star cruiser and I feel like we need to, we should dedicate more time to it at some point. Uh, get try to get, I don't know if we're going to get, when we're going to get firsthand experience, it's going to happen because it's going to happen. Rob loves some Star Wars. I'm afraid it's going to turn out to be more like a fancy prison experience. Though. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, think there's about so it. Many things. <laughs> there's so many things, Disney. It's it's really been a but you know. I did listen to a fellow podcast about mm. their recent experience, mm. and they said it was just so engaging. It was okay. so engaging and they brought their son who was, uh, I guess, a, a bit on the autism spectrum mm -hmm. and has trouble um, with 
I don't know, I don't want to represent it incorrectly, but it sounds like just trouble with uh, communication, especially in groups. And on this journey, he was so engaged that his communication issues almost dropped completely and he was in it. I thought that was so interesting. I was like, okay, all right. So everybody's involved. So it's like, it's a kind of place that sounds like that you need to be a part of it. And it's Mm -hmm. a, it's a, you are immersed completely. Yeah. So we'll look into it more, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I rushed home today to watch the Disneyland Disney 100 live showing it. It was amazing. It started today. Today it, was the day. They're it, celebrating it Disney was. 100. Right? Yeah. Today's the day. So it was just like a, it wasn't even a sneak peek. I think <laughs> it was just really an introduction um, to the live uh, show of the two new highlights in the park. And now um, the the one that we talked about before was the world of color. And that's the the scenes that are going to come up on the water and be projected on kind of water screens and that's going to happen over at disney california adventure so that's when water and technical components are combined it's very cool now wondrous journeys which will happen on the castle at disneyland park that's the all new nighttime spectacular that focuses on disney animation since the beginning so you're gonna see some really cool sketches come to life on the castle and then some cool colored like them progressing throughout their creation um i mean it just looked really cool it was a cool thing to see there was a gentleman there that had been a part of the very first he said he worked on lady and the tramp and even before that he said he saw pinocchio when he was like six six. years six years old in san francisco and at six years old he decided that's what i want my career to be and that's what disney does to you now, draws you the the live stream they did show it but they definitely they knew what they were doing they're oh, like yeah. oh, we're just gonna wet your appetite we're gonna show you a couple quick scenes and then cut back to people talking about it and i mean what we saw looked amazing don't get me wrong i want to mm-hmm. like i want to go like i'm yeah I, i'm booking flights right now <laughs> Sounds like fun. And as we mentioned earlier, they are opening Mickey and Minnie's runway. Um, runaway railway. Runaway railway. Sorry. Yep. Uh, today. Yeah. There. So we already got to ride it at Walt Disney World. Yes. But it's, it is another really see. cool one. This is the first time Mickey and Minnie have been featured together on a ride in Disneyland. And it's I amazing. think that's so unique. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, it's crazy that it hasn't happened uh, up until now. But yeah. It, I mean, it has a really cool look. The queue looked really cool, which is it's similar, but not different. It's it's different. The queues are different than what, uh, you know, it's, you're both like in a movie theater, but the one in Disney World's like inside more. There's less light, natural light. And uh, I think the this one here is more It's almost like you're like in a drive in movie theater and you're going in and they have all these uh, really cool Mickey um inspired movie posters so it has like obviously they're using other disney titles like it has mickey i shrunk the kids Mm -hmm. and you know other play they insert mickey or donald or something into the or goofy into the uh the posters of these and you could see them they're all pretty entertaining to to look at absolutely 
travel specialist Nicole sent us a picture today from oh. she's over at Sci-Fi Theaters, and it was just super cute to see him. She told me it's quite cold out there in Orlando today. All right. No, that's awesome. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Oh. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you never know. That that could be a segment. Where is travel specialist Nicole today? She does. She takes a trip about <laughs> monthly, pretty much. So that it, that's valid. Good I for love her. That. Good for her. Yeah. So what else we got going on today, babe? So I we had our first ever listener request. And this was a question that somebody was asked. Somebody asked us, and this is from uh, Pete B in Connecticut. Hey, Pete. Um, so we'll just uh, to hide his. Uh, I know exactly who it is, but we'll, we'll, you know, maybe he wants to stay anonymous. He doesn't really care. <laughs> Probably not. But We're tell all his secrets. <laughs> oh, um, I'm just kidding. But thank you so much for listening. We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and thank you to everyone for listening i've gotten more comments in the last couple of weeks when we first started this journey all of four weeks ago <laughs> wow <laughs> you know i was i was hopeful that it would bring about a couple of listeners and now i feel like it's brought about a lot more listeners and i'm i i'm just hearing all the time different things now and it it brings me so much joy and so thank you for listening thank you for telling me you listened and that you enjoyed it and commenting on it and even if you're a secretive listener i'll take that too and i i appreciate that thanks yeah no absolutely so our first question or question is i'll read it uh i got it i'll read it verbatim it says can you guys cover a question from the audience this week of course (laughs) We have a debate in our house. Should we buy more single park tickets or fewer hoppers? Which is kind of like, and that's something that comes up a lot. I think even uh, Dylan brought up, that was one of the questions she gets asked a lot about park hopping. Um, uh, People really just don't know whether or not they should be getting park hoppers. And um, I mean, I'll I'll go first because I knew what the question was. So I'm a little bit more. Yeah. I'd love to hear your answer. Well, I I think, um, unfortunately, I don't have a clear-cut answer in that. It kind of all just, there's a lot of factors that go into it. It all depends. It depends on the age of your kids. Yep. It depends on what your target is for the day, um, uh, on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to do more rides, if you're trying to do more, you know, you want to take your time and visit the parks. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and it depends on the park that you're going to as well. Like I think, I think it doesn't make any sense to get a park hopper when you're going to Magic Kingdom, right? If if you're doing Magic Kingdom, you should probably stay, just stay. You're gonna stay plan to stay there all day as long as you can, and then you're done. Just because it's, you know, you can get and it all, the transportation between each parks are kind of different. So you know, it's like with uh, Magic Kingdom, you could get there by monorail or bus, mm-hmm. and then you know you have to take another monorail in. Mm-hmm. or the ferry in um so that just like takes Super time secluded. yeah that that takes time as well and there just there's so many things to do um i think epcot and i think epcot and hollywood studios because they're on the, because of the skyliner mm-hmm. you can take you know it, it's so easy to get between the two parks yes 
That's true. Now that I think that may be something that you may look into because Hollywood Studios is so busy. Epcot's not as busy normally um, where you could kind of do like Epcot during the day then yes. maybe come to Hollywood Studios at night and maybe get, you know, if you're not going to start off and you don't want to deal with rope drops of because that's going to be the, you know, the most crowded park, I believe, at this point. Mm-hmm. Just with the amount of rides that they have and like newer attractions. So I think that might be worth it because you sure. could do Hollywood Studios at night. It's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I had one of my like the best times ever when uh, when I first went on Smuggler's Run. This was on like my uh, quote unquote solo trip. And like I went there after leaving Magic Kingdom because it wasn't for me. And I went there and I read I went on Smuggler's Run at like right before it closed. And I was just going back in the single rider line and I. I rode five out of the, I, my, I wanted to get all six because there's like six spots in Smuggler's Run you could ride in. I wanted to get all six and I got five of them and before they uh, they closed the ride down. So, I mean, it's like, a, it, it, so it all just depends if you're going to be late night, if you're not, there's really no clear cut answer. You know, I would say if you have a park that you like, take the time to just stay there all day. Like it's not really worth it. You could because I think park hopping is still at what two o'clock. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless you're an annual pass holder, you I think you can kind of hop whenever now at this point. Yeah, I think if I'm understanding, just, or at least you don't have up. to make the reservations or anything. Yeah, you don't have to make the reservations, and you could just you could just go. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, I mean, I don't really know if there's an answer for that. I don't know what your thoughts on sure. park hopping. So I'm gonna say if you have children that are aged twelve and under, no, no park hopper, don't do it. Twelve and older, once they start getting to the teen years and older, yes do it and then they even have just extended park hours or even events that you can just buy park tickets for night Mm -hmm. at another park um and and those are a little bit more cost effective and lower uh queues on the line so for example i did well you have to have a park ticket but i did one of those halloween night hours where you can go to the park and in the evening Mickey, and stay Mickey's very scary. it yes but it was even more of an extended hour because the park was open pretty late to mid- midnight or so oh, okay. and it was very empty mm. because it was an extended hour so it was an extra cost mm. that could have been you know, spent on a park hopper or whatnot. So you just have to be very careful about how you want to expend your time and energy. But I I would not do a park hopper or I would not recommend it in my travel planning um, unless you are over a certain age. Mm. Um, I do have clients that stay longer, like seven days, and they'll get park hoppers because they want the option of like, well, what if it rains, then we won't see the lion and it will be really bad on the safari. Totally, totally get that. Um, But if you are one who's doing four days, and we've actually found in the travel industry that people are taking quicker vacations now. It's not the full week or Mm. even two week vacations that are maybe... Two week vacations? I mean... 
you think about it, I mean, people used to take a lot longer vacations um, because maybe airplanes weren't as accessible and such. But now um, people are actually just doing long weekend vacations, Friday to Monday, and they've got just this allotted amount of time. And I know that it seems like a park hopper might be the best option, but you'll be so frazzled and then spend the hour to get to the next park during the middle of your day, which is really valuable time. So I wouldn't do it. But if you're a teen... Your teen's going to want to be like, I'm going to Hollywood Studios. I'll see you later. <laughs> and then you're going to be like, well, we're no. staying in Epcot. So, <laughs> well, I, I can't wait till we get our first angry letter from the, uh, the teens. The teens. Yeah. I love you, teens. I'm the cool mom, I swear. <laughs> so, I mean, I she's a cool mom. <laughs> I think that, so, I unfortunately, P, I don't think we... We're, uh, there's not like a clear cut answer. It um, depends on yeah, you. On, on so Pete, if we're talking about your family, I know the ages of your boys, they're more older. They're getting more independent. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily would you guys want to be doing all the princess things at Magic Kingdom, but you <laughs> might really enjoy the beautiful fireworks at night in the night doing like spaceship um, mission yeah. space and all the things in Tomorrowland. I could see that as being your vibe. And then maybe in the morning, just being at Hollywood studios all day. So if you're trying to fit all those things in and more of a long weekend, yeah. I could totally see yeah, that being your plan and that the park hopper is yeah. a better option well, for you true. and your family. Yeah, it's true. If you, you know, yeah. if you have two and three, if you're only there for two and three days of actual park, yeah time then yeah park hopper uh, yeah might be yeah, worth it I yeah so. i mean again i think animal kingdom it's going to be hard to you know it closes pretty early it closes at seven o'clock so it's uh i know uh, i don't like that it's not a full day i mean they have that show which i'm not even sure if it's still going or not they have that nighttime show in the lagoon there but it's i know kind of obviously it closes it's, it stops at seven o'clock so <laughs> you can't see it for too long so so again, our answer is it all depends. That's what you get from <laughs> owners, keep the questions owners, coming. Owners we'll confuse agency. you even more. Yes, it's uh, just dependent absolutely. on your family. And so, if anybody does have a question out there and that you don't personally know us, feel free. If you personally know us, ask away. We'll we'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't, you know, it's great to come on. We have the podcast, Apple Podcasts. We would love it if you rate reviewed and followed us that'd be awesome you could in the comments ask a question we'll answer it absolutely you could find us at disney at family com. you could send an email right to that it's disney at family com, <laughs> and you could ask us there you could come to our instagram which is at disney family travel planner that's our instagram you could ask that um there's multiple ways to get in touch with us send up smoke signals carrier pigeons do a uh, a hogwarts owl whatever you got to do we're here but i also wanted to answer one more um question we got Mm -hmm. from afar somebody was wondering if we were hiring travel agents Mm -hmm. so you know what we are always always interested if you want to be a travel agent or travel specialist and sell disney universal sandals um or the cruises or the cruises um yeah, 
we do. We do hire travel specialists. We do have a couple of questions we ask you beforehand, and we want to get to know you. And it does include complicated math problems. We ask. (laughs) It's algebra. I I hope you know it. It's pretty much really hard because my daughter is really good at math and asks me complicated questions, (laughs) and I don't know them all the time. Um. Anyways, so um, yeah, I have a couple of questions. I'm gonna hop on the phone with you personally because I like to get to know you and your personality. So yes, the short answer is yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No, we are. <laughs> We're always looking for people that are, you know, a little bit passionate about uh travel or Disney. I mean, that's that's really the main things and that they have a knowledge of it. Um Yep. You know, exactly. Just something something that's out there. There's always people are always traveling. Always traveling. So that's um you know what i think we just hit our longest episode (gasps) yeah so i think we better let these people if anyone's still listening we better let them go okay that's fair thanks for listening (laughs) don't end it on that note please (laughs) oh my god that was so terrible that was the worst um i i can't do anymore i'm gonna let you close it out with your soothing voice well that's it for now folks this has been a family travel planner production